There's multiple times when I listen to our recording and I'm like, I don't really remember talking about this. <laughs> All of them are I remember play. too much. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are my Hamish and Cicero, Martin and Brady. I know you can fight, but it's our wits that make us men. Your faults as a son is my failure as a father. And this week, to celebrate our 50th episode, we have two epic movies from the last 25 years. Braveheart and Gladiator. Not one, but two. Not one, but two epics. <laughs> These could have been two separate episodes, but we decided to jam-pack them into one. Because it's our 50th. Because it's our 50th. Yeah. It's 50th, guys. Congrats. I, I mean, can't who would have thought we would have made it this far? Disney got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stand by. That was a good topic. And technically, this is our 50th, but we did do... We had at least... We have a 51. We had a pre... Disney episode when we when we had a whole the the, the concept was different altogether. Yeah, well, we just kind of like talked about whatever. No, it was I don't even remember that was that more was. in the format of like picking the best dad. Right, oh, we yeah. all brought a dad, so oh, yeah. that was kind of a tri- trial balloon that sailed one way and then we went the other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely congrats. I think uh, I, I told Mary we were, it was our fiftieth, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, really?" And I was like, "I mean, yeah, I mean, very obviously, but like, yeah, it's literally been almost a been a year." Yeah. So we're yeah. We're creeping right up on it. And it's been uh, it's been fun. I'm loving it. It's a good time, and it's a great way for us to just kind of get together, and then even just talk about some of our favorite films. And I think I have think homework. <laughs> I love I love the homework. You like the homework? Uh, at times, there's been a couple <laughs> weeks I'm like, oh my gosh, we had some struggles. There's a couple weeks I I loved homework about as much as I did back in school. But I thought you just liked the reward of the old fashions every week. That does not hurt. Martin's <laughs> still crushing the drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't need those, but. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we talked about what we were going to do for our 50th, and yeah, we thought we'd go big with uh, definitely two movies that could easily hold their own, Braveheart and yep. Gladiator. I'd say two of the bigger movies of, I want to say our lifetime. But Yeah, but it, it's like when we were... In our wheelhouse of... Yeah. I have this like theory, and I don't know if it's necessarily mine, it's more with music, but like what you love between the ages of like 16 and 25 is like that's your jam and it's always going to be your jam it's probably even younger than that especially if i'm going gonna make it work for these movies (laughs) (laughs) but like what what you know with the movies also that you see like around that age um maybe 13 to 25 or something it's like as what you're going to be it's always going to be some of your favorites and i think these for anyone in our wheelhouse demographic demographic of dads i think you're going to find a lot of people that, that these movies are their favorites or their their father's favorites too you know we've talked about doing yeah. this as maybe like a films of our fathers because these are probably a lot of our dad's favorites too for the longest time i have always said that braveheart was my favorite movie yeah um i, can, I, I mean it, see that it was you. yeah and it's <laughs> i mean i'll i had both both movie posters in my possession at some point or another on the uh in the mayflower old, i was gonna say wall. it's a college college <laughs> thing yeah but yeah this was this was it i mean Bra- I feel like Braveheart might have been one of the we, we we've said epic a bunch, but I feel like it was one of those first epic movies that I remember seeing. Not that it was the first for sure, but maybe it was just on a different level. It was just so different and so awesome. So I came to Braveheart later. I was like, "Did you just watch it this week?" Because I will lose my mind. <laughs> no. So before we get too far down the path, uh, Braveheart from 1995, a Scottish man seeks revenge after his wife is killed and leads a rebellion. I. Don't remember getting past his speech in the field. 
like the the freedom speech. Like you just don't have like, you memory it of the end of the movie. I, I did. I, I had like, no recollection of what happened afterwards. Like, I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, I think probably, I did. You probably did watch it, but I, I'll give you that. It's, I, it's I, one of those that through the years you've probably seen it on TNT a ton or TBS. That's a four-hour adventure. Yes, it is. That's it, a Snyder cut at that point. But they also cut, <laughs> <laughs> they also cut out. A bunch of stuff, you know, like 100%, a right. lot of the course. So I watched it. And still probably make it four the, hours. <laughs> <laughs> I probably watched it for the first time f- full on through and you know, without like the TV edits, full gore, a little bit of nudity that I don't remember seeing. Because like, again, I probably seen it on I TV do. so many times <laughs> that I, I missed out. Because there's not a lot of like language I think that you'd have to cut. No. There was just one. You can't understand the ones that are bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Fulkin. <laughs> But um, if, so for that reason, yeah, it's one of those that I've seen a lot of. It's a Shawshank. You know, you get Shawshanked into it um, and you just kind of continue watching it where, at whatever point you, you, you start watching it. But these are the type of movies, though, that at the same time, like if they did come on TNT, if I'm sitting around with my dad or whatnot and it comes on and it's like, all right, do we want to sit through four it's hours or do we want to just go grab the DVD off the shelf and put it in? That's I've done do. it. I've and, done uh, it. I've done it, too. Yeah. Like, I'm literally saving myself an hour here at a minimum, <laughs> right. depending on where you started, and you can jump right in. I had both of these on Blu-ray. I don't even know for sure that I watched, had seen one of them on Blu-ray yet. It was just one of those at you know in my DVD craze that it was like, well, I got to get these as soon as they hit Blu-ray. These are both double, di- you know, two discs. I can remember though, this movie was not Braveheart was not on DVD yet when we were in the Mayflower. Uh, so ninety-nine. I can remember. When it came out, because we used to watch trailers a ton in the dorm, we would just go on trailer binges and watch a ton of them. There's as a thing we did, and this one finally came out, and it was like, yes, Braveheart, we are finally getting that on DVD. It was a huge. I, I would say ninety nine or two thousand. Without looking, I bet that's when it hit DVD. Gen Z is all like, "What's a DVD, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> Valid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good to go back to it and see it, and you know, watching this. In conjunction with Gladiator, you see the parallels that are just unbelievable. And I, I that I definitely have never done. I've never watched both of them like back to back. And and to me, I think I may have been been the one who said like, "Hey, let's do them both together." Because I always put these two together in my mind. And I think when I first saw Gladiator coming out, I was like, "Oh, it looks like a, just another attempt at being Braveheart." And when obviously it's very different. But like to me, these are very much yeah, like not to belabor the point of the word epic, but they are epic mm-hmm. movies. And I think Gladiator definitely. It probably helped Gladiator get made, or everyone was more eager to get it made because Braveheart was such a massive success. How, it's crazy to me that these movies, especially watching them like that, are only five years five apart. years apart. Exactly, especially just the quality, yeah, of like the way of the movie being shot. It's it's crazy. You would think that they're at least ten years apart. And yeah, it's it, it kind of blew my mind that it wasn't that it was yeah ninety five and two thousand. So it was uh, it was pretty pretty nuts just to see. The progression in uh, in quality of, uh, of yeah. on film. Yeah, I think I think part of it is I, like you said. I think Braveheart set the tone. And it was it was early to it, and it was a, probably a smaller budget movie than Gladiator. I mean, Gladiator's Ridley Scott and well, um, for nothing bigger else. Director. Well, right, but also just a sign of the times. I mean, it just you know it took. Right. You talked about Gladiator only being made potentially because of the success of Braveheart. Braveheart didn't have that to lean on, so like, yeah, who's gonna like sign off on this that's, three and a half hour epic? That's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. So I think it just probably had more more budget, less like technical prowess that that or uh, technical capability that that progressed in five years, and more just the uh, willingness to, to spend it. But where do you guys want to start with Braveheart? Uh, like, I mean, there's 
Lots of entry points, I think. Prima Noctis? Well... <laughs> <laughs> and he All picks right. that one. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of options. Um, and you went with the, the, the cringeworthy one. I thought we could start with the, we could just, let's just hit the Mel Gibson topic. Yeah, sure. Because okay. I, Mel Gibson was a different person at this time. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he wasn't. Yeah, prob- probably not. But, but uh, the perception of Mel Gibson was a lot different at the time of this movie, or especially after, but... Mm-hmm. He's changed a little bit over the years, besides yeah. the roids. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you know it's one of those things where you kind of you you have to kind of view it as okay, this was something he made back in the day where you didn't know like his true feelings about everything and you know voicing his opinion and everybody having access to what he actually thought and you can see actually I just saw he's in a new movie coming out. Expendables nine. Probably. <laughs> it's probably in production right now, right? Um, I think it's with uh, Frank Grillo. He's acting again, I guess. You know, He me... hasn't stopped, honestly. You'll, fe- you'll see like a movie on Netflix or something, and I'm just like, oh, they're out there. I just, you know, he's still working. And to be honest, there's a lot of movies I like of his. And I actually thought it would be fun to give you guys the, uh, the IMDb game with Gibson, mostly because he's got so many movies, and so it's kind of a tall task to, yeah. to offer it up. But... And uh, he's a director... So that that might throw some. These are all know, some weird ones. Okay, so oh, all well, acted. You can't give me that hint because I would have. Yes, maybe I can. Went like okay. I'm telling you not to. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I don't want the hint. I want to go clean. I want to get the four. All right, Jelani, let let him ponder his. All uh, right, I wasn't going to get the four anyway, no. was I? I'm going to go Lethal Weapon One, Braveheart, Ransom, and The Patriot. Since you want Lethal Weapon the- One, I'm going to go Lethal Weapon Three, Braveheart, Conspiracy Theory. And I was going to say Ransom, but I don't want to say Ransom. Uh, I don't know, Hamlet. <laughs> Just oh, a... I forgot about Hamlet. Had you said Ransom, you'd have hit all four. Ah, <laughs> it, that was the one I thought that was going <laughs> to... I can't believe it. It's, it's Leave the Weapon 3? Leave the Weapon 3, Conspiracy Theory, and Ransom. Why didn't I go 2? I should have went 2, too. For some reason, I had 3 in my head. Is that, I is that Pesci? I was watching this Pesci unfold. was in 2, though. Pesci was in 2. Watching it Andy unfold. Was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. Then you're like, well, I can't say ransom. You have to always stop worrying <laughs> yeah. about what's been <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah. Not just for this reason. Go with true. your gut. Damn it, I was that close. I said it couldn't be done. <laughs> three, three, three or four <laughs> is is the best we've ever done. That's pretty good. He's especially back pre, you know, two thousand. I mean, he's got some amazing hits under his belt. And like I said, this this put him on another level. He directed the movie. Yeah, he yeah. is obviously the star of this epic epic movie that i think everyone knows i would say most people would i guess that's dangerous to say that i would say yeah. most people know him from this but it's probably not lethal weapon probably if, would yeah if, if nothing else there's what three or four 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 of movies them. to uh pull from oh uh, and then oh, you know what why didn't i say ba- any of the bad maxes um yeah yeah that was that i think he wasn't as popular or, he wasn't as or the last temptation of the christ is the one passion of the christ. Pa- i'm sorry the passion Last Temptation is Scorsese. Give me me Apocalypto from uh, one of the movies he directed. Oh, yeah. I think that movie, I remember liking that movie, but. I don't remember seeing that one. Anyway. uh, (laughs) I think Passion Passion of the Christ was him just taking the last 10 minutes of Braveheart and expanding it throughout the, (laughs) for one entire movie. We're veering into uh, Christ now. (laughs) So, yeah, so the Mel Gibson problem. We talked about this with Kevin Spacey a couple weeks back on, uh, on Baby Driver. It just what they now the perception of what they've become or are more public the public knowledge of 
their thoughts and views. It definitely skews a little bit of your thought. It didn't, I mean, I still hold Braveheart in, in a certain, at a certain level, but yeah, I mean, I was aware of it watching it. I'm like, yeah, Mel Gibson's uh, kind of a huge piece of shit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love him in this, you know? Yeah. I think also part of this is you start to see other, other characters and other actors that start popping up and things like Brendan Gleeson. I, I wanted to talk about the cast because yeah, Gleason's such a small character. I know, but he. But it was funny because like I was watching that and I was like, okay, there's there's people in there that I had to look up because I know them, like I know their face, and you know, uh, David O'Hara is one. That, I didn't really know anybody. You oh. you know you didn't know Brendan Gleason. I knew Brendan Gleason and Brian Cox. Um, Brian, Brian Cox, David I'm, O'Hara, I'm David, O'Hara. O'Hara. <laughs> David O'Hara, Tommy Flanagan. Side note, Brian Cox. If you'd have told me he was like seventy in this movie, I'd have believed it. <laughs> yeah, for he's real. still making. He's, still around. he's still a <laughs> yeah. star. He's I like, on Succession. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I, I kind of forgot that he was like until he popped up on the, on this viewing. I was like, oh yeah, that's Brian. He was Cox. in Super like, Troopers. Like I mean, he's yeah. been old forever. Yeah, forever. He's, he's got that Morgan Freeman, Christopher Plummer vibe. Like you're always old. <laughs> was this one of his early ones though? Like or no? I don't think. I mean, I'll this try to see how old he is. But the uh, the one that threw me and I was struggling to figure out was. Sophie Marceau. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she was a I, thing at the time. Night's Tale. That's was the she in Night? Yeah, that's the really. One. Um, with Heath Ledger. I don't think so. I know that movie, but I didn't think she was in it. She's oh, wait, in... maybe it's maybe I'm thinking of I'm thinking of somebody else. Shannon Showman or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Sophie Marceau Jocelyn. is in uh, the world is not enough. She is um, dead. Yeah, that's Carlisle, about it. Robert she Carlyle's was Braveheart like... and Bond. Yeah, and that was about all oh, she yeah, did. But right. she was like she kind of struck right then. Right. Um, Brian Cox was 49 during Braveheart, or when it when it was released, at least. Why wasn't she in other things? I know. She's a smoke. Yeah. Right? And French. And then his wife. Do you know? Her? Did you guys know what she was in? Because so, I had to look her up. Oh, so I, this is, she wasn't going to be, she's in a movie that I really will be a Brady's bargain bin at some point. Please let it be. <laughs> I'm I'm lost. I'm still on Sophie Marceau. Should I don't even should, do I, should I reveal it now or yeah sure yeah oh, it's Spy Game yes oh yeah that's <laughs> a huge fan it's gonna be a hard bargain bin though because it's only got two huge stars in her <laughs> <laughs> this was the movie to get it as a bargain <laughs> for real I I think that movie's underrated oh that's why it's bargain bin brother so underrated it's so good and it's in the bin <laughs> I haven't seen it since it came out but yeah <sighs> big fan yeah so I'm a fan of her. Marceau, uh, so Gleason, we talked about Gleason. I mean, he's obviously become a much bigger star, especially since this. I mean, I think he was just young, and I, I remember when he kind of did blow up a little bit and have his moment. I was like, "That's Amish from Braveheart. <laughs> like, how is that?" But it, he's actually two of his sons act. I mean, one of them yeah. is it? I don't know how Don, to pronounce. It's I think it's just like Donald. Donald. That's how he says oh, it. Like yeah. it's kind of like an end, and it just sounds like so Donald without his, the D. His sons are actors, and yeah. uh, you know, so they and he's in great movies. Yeah, don't. I know. I don't know how much I like him, but I. But every yeah, well, ex machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really well, good ex machina. That's happening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we can go down Alex Garland all day long for me. Yeah, um, I, I will. We get will. Into that. We'll definitely have our moment. So, but he's. So I mean, there's a lot coming yeah. out of that. Just that alone. But it was crazy to me. I agree with you. You see people at a younger age, except Brian Cox, who's always old. But <laughs> and it is funny to see them and stuff. That is. There's another one though, and unless you said it, I apologize if you did. Peter Mullen. So, okay, this would have been awesome. I'm actually thrilled that I pulled it off that you guys didn't notice him. What character did he play? I don't want to mess up his character's name, but he is 
the guy who at the fight that he wants to leave. Yeah, he's like he's, I'm not dying for these. Yeah, yeah, I recognized him. What's Very he, young at from? that point. So is he in Gladiator too? I saw him. I, I thought I saw him for a second in the Gladiator. <laughs> I don't believe he's in Gladiator. Okay, never mind then. I'll give you his actual character's name. He's in. A, I mean, he's in a bunch of stuff, but he was very young at the time. But he was a veteran <laughs> in Braveheart. <laughs> what I know him from is a show called Top of the Lake, which was I think on Sundance TV. Really, really good. Set in like in New Zealand, Australia. You'll know him from Ozark. That's Jacob what Snell. It- Yes, that's what it yeah. is. I totally recognize him yeah. from something, but he was way older. Well, it's been a while. So good. Yeah, but so good in Ozark. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, Absolutely. Yes. I'm glad you pulled that That's out. where you would know him yep. from. He was in The Vanishing for a hot minute. He is in Westworld. He was James Delos. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's actually a really good actor. It's crazy of what a... You talk about Gleason having a small... Or I said it had a small part. That part for him, for Peter Mullen, is really small. And completely nondescript, and you're just like, who's this like bum? But he's pretty awesome. I actually had a question of who's the best actor in this movie. Not not in the movie. Who's the best actor who happens to be in this movie? Because honestly, Peter Mullen might be probably Brian Cox. I think I might have to go Gleason. It's I think it's Gleason or Mullen personally, which is pretty interesting because I think they're so small of characters. That yeah. I mean, didn't Gleason get a huge blow up with the Harry Potter films? Well, in Bruges, I think. In Bruges is, was, is uh, what I was thinking. He got but nominated I forgot about for, yeah, Harry Potter. Films. Yeah, he's in the Harry Potter. And then I just saw him he's the other day. He's got a Peacock show, I think, on right now. Or a show on Peacock, I should say. <laughs> might, might be more applicable than uh, <laughs> more. I want to see this Peacock show. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I just saw him in Edge of Tomorrow. Or oh. Live, Die, Repeat. Okay. Well, we should do that one, too. Yeah, that's great. There is an actor I cut you off, as you were saying. David O'Hara? No, but I tell still me don't more. know who that yeah, is. Yeah, no one has ever. Yeah, who's should we know? So David O'Hara is the the Irishman that joins up with him. Wait, he's okay, and I'm just and I've got their all okay. Scots, not Irish. And he's the one that says, he's Stephen. You know, no, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, okay, right. But who is he? He's Fritzy from The Departed. Okay, he's the one that figures out that Leo is uh, an undercover. Is he cop. anything else? He's in Luther. <laughs> he was in a couple episodes of Luther where he's trying to track down john luther and he's like ia or whatever okay but um no that's i that's what i knew him from okay i've seen luther so i've definitely have come across him i i was where i cut you off was tommy flanagan you saw him like at the wedding he's the one whose wife gets taken yeah yeah for Pre- sure pretty knocked johnny's favorite part <laughs> <laughs> okay so the reason i brought that up was because i had heard it a couple of times in different places and i was like I, I knew what it meant, but I was like, why are people bringing this up? Like, that sounds like a terrible thing. Because Longshanks wants to sleep with his son, his daughter-in-law. Well, I mean, that's not why. They wanted to just breed out all the Scots. In I, Scotland, I'm aware. But, yeah. I still think it was both. I think but. it is. <laughs> uh, why didn't he then, is what I want to know. I think he did. Probably. I don't think he I mean, did. In the, yeah, I mean, in the movie, they didn't. He out, Well, yeah, they outright said it. That it, was, it was talked about many times that that was the reason that he arranged the marriage. In order to create... Right. They said that he was yeah. he would have to do it himself if right. he wanted an heir. But I'm saying, why didn't he... I mean, I guess yeah, that's well, possible. We didn't, we didn't see that part. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Gibson That's cut. in Braveheart Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Flanagan, side note, I did reach out to Tommy Flanagan on Twitter to see if he would come on. No response yet. <laughs> so I, I, I shot our shot. <laughs> There's still time. But do we, could, are we waiting to talk about why it's such a big deal? Well, he's... He's a focal point, I guess, in our uh, epic show. Yeah. Is that why? He's the through line. He is a through line, He's the to, through line uh, yeah. to Gladiator. So it goes from... Scarface. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, pretty yeah, pretty recognizable, right? So like, I, I probably wouldn't have put it together it's, any other time I watched these two movies because except back to back, and I'm like, wait, I just saw you. So they said his scar is real, and it's known as a Glasgow smile or a Glasgow grin. It's like a Joker, a little bit, yeah. it's only much more severe and yeah. yeah, prominent. But yeah, I mean, he does look badass. Though. So he's he's Cicero in uh, in Gladiator. So we'll we'll circle back yeah, to we'll him. But yeah, so him. he is a through line. Hence, but he's also he's I mean, he's he's in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's he's actually in Westworld as well in the latest season. Cool. So good times. Yeah. Why do you guys love this movie? What makes it great? Well, you think it. You have to think it's great because it won Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> Has no bearing on me liking it. <laughs> um, I did want to talk. I do want to circle back to that, but I did want to talk about the awards too, and it, sure, because it's going to be a prevalent conversation for both movies. Yeah. So ten nominations for uh, for Braveheart and five wins, mm-hmm. which not sh- not too shabby, I'd say fifty percent average. Uh, it won for best picture, best director, best cinematography, best sound effects editing. That's one I thought they deserved it on, yeah. um, and best makeup. So good times. But I mean, all they really had to get was some blue paint. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah, much well, the makeup department had to well, do there. Costumes maybe more than makeup. No, the um, dad, Robert DeBruce's dad. You know, that's a lot of makeup. Yeah, there was some yeah. to look like progressive some, makeup. Yeah, it kept kept getting worse. Um, so, best picture, it uh, it won. Uh, beat Apollo thirteen. It beat Babe. Are you sure? Beat Apollo thirteen. I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the same. It was the same. I didn't think it was the same year. Okay. My bad. Sense and sensibility. And uh, Il Postino, the postman. The postman. Gibson won for director over Tim Robbins, directed Dead Man Walking. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was a big one. That was a downer of a movie. Babe, director Chris Noonan. And really, Academy, Martin's Academy loved the babe. <laughs> uh, it's a talking pig. Mike, Who does it? <laughs> yeah, Mike Figgis leaving Las Vegas. Michael Radford, the postman. Um, Il Postino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get it confused with Kevin Costner's The Postman. Oh. Two different movies, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I ask. Like, is it is it the directing? Is it the acting? Is it it's the story, the writing? Is it the epicness of the movie? Yeah, so um, I think I always liked the fight scenes. The I, I liked the story arc in general. I mean, you have a boy, you know, who is I was gonna say wronged. That seems underwhelming compared to having his dad and brother killed. But sure, yeah, but. Yeah, so Wrong. I mean, he's he's got the arc to essentially come back home, and fortunately, the best looking girl in town is still available and waiting for him. Um, so that works out for him actually pretty fortuitously, but or serendipitously, serendipitously, yeah. But yeah, I, I think the whole arc of him, them getting wronged, that you know, her death sparking the uprising, and then him leaving, which was just at a tipping point anyway. Like everyone was already. Right, pissed off. So this was just like the one thing that that kind of pushed him over the edge. Yep. Right. I agree. And I think I do think it does. The movie does a great job of the suspense of even that scene when he does come back and the, and the attack actually happens. You know, and everyone does revolt is fantastic. I thought it was well shot. I thought it was well uh, acted. There's it's not without its flaws in directing. I thought there was definitely some continuity errors in both movies for that fact. For that. Uh, matter but i think throughout yeah it's just like the struggle is ongoing he's he's fighting battles he doesn't even know that are happening with robert the bruce and his you know the, yeah there's like political aspect to it and those scenes are are actually pretty good right they're mm-hmm. not boring 
Um, and both are long movies, but we're talking about Braveheart now. It's like Braveheart's very long too, but I, and it takes its time. It feels like, but it doesn't ever drag. I don't think there's any fat. That's a good, you know? a good way to say. It. I think I it, wouldn't cut a scene. It's weird that it does seem like it takes its time, but isn't dragging while doing yeah. it. And I think that that's a pretty impressive feat. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like that's the scene early on when they're kids at the funeral. You know, the girl gives them the the flower, and there's lots of through lines thing too, uh, th- uh, things that come back later on, like yeah. the flower the that flower he gives to sure. her later on, um, that napkin or what not, not napkin, <laughs> like a handkerchief, handkerchief or whatever that they had uh, that she gave him on, on their wedding night, and that that's what he holds on to right at the end. All those kinds of things are just really nice. I think touches of the movie that tie tie everything together and yeah it's it's pretty it's just very very well done and not in yeah not an ounce of fat on the movie I don't think and there's there's Jelani's always yearned for comic relief yes yeah. oh yeah I mean that's all Brendan Gleeson I feel like Brendan Gleeson's oh, dead David O'Hara <laughs> David O'Hara exactly. our favorite <laughs> yeah but that's actually it's my island when I had the the two like <laughs> funniest good, lines that I had from from the movie were. After uh, Hamish's dad gets shot with the arrow, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, you hold him down. <laughs> you poke him. I'll hold him down." And then the next guy's like, "No, nah, you you poke him. I'll hold him down." And then they stab him with it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that'll wake you up in the morning." And then he goes and punches, and punches him. <laughs> and then when they were talking about like uh, the spears, and he's like, "You need long spears, twice as long as a man." <laughs> oh, you, my mom, your mom's been talking about me again. It's like some men are longer than others. Well, <laughs> oh, your mother's been telling stories about me again, hasn't she? And they're all just cracking. Side up. note: That so dad, I, I didn't even look up his name as an actor, but he's he's fantastic. He's yeah. yeah, he was great. To your point, is it being a great movie? I don't think it is. Okay, that's that's a fair. I I literally too. said good, great, bad because yeah. I I hold it in a pretty high regard. I don't know that it's my favorite movie anymore, but I no. definitely yeah. am all definitely f- not my favorite. I'm all for you explaining why you think it's so. Awesome. I you know in comparison to watching it against Gladiator, I feel like there was a lot of stuff like. The side stories with Robert the Bruce, I don't know if I don't know if I needed that. Mm-hmm. I felt like him going back to talking with his dad and stuff. Like, yes, you get to see like he's not he's not living up to the dreams and ideals that he wanted to for uh, for Scotland and William Wallace is. But at the same time, like, did I need that? Not really, because I'm focused on William Wallace. Like, that's who I'm I'm interested in. So you, I don't know if you necessarily needed that contrast. Because you also had William Wallace contrasting against Edward Longshanks. Those are the contrasts that you could deal with. Like, Robert the Bruce kind of was like, well, he's an annoyance in my opinion. Yeah, see, I think it's more of a, you're talking about like a black and white good and good and evil battle. I think what Robert the Bruce brings to it is the whole, like, Batman kind of a thing, which you're going to like. <laughs> Dark Knight, White Knight, you know? Robert the Bruce is the White Knight, and... Um, William Wallace is like the the Dark Knight kind of situation, like, and we need he needed to be kind of become that so he could be he could be the face, right? He could be the symbol. Um, or I'm, I guess I'm kind of mixing it up here, but like William Wallace is the symbol, but Robert the Bruce is the one that had to lead at the end. Otherwise, you don't have the end. You don't have the, them fighting for their freedom and then winning it in the name of William Wallace because he's William Wallace because he's already gone. That to me, the Robert the Bruce character, and maybe yeah, maybe some of the scenes are overdone, but I think. His story, I think that's what this really is, is more about his story because he was the actual That's why he's king. the narrator. Yeah, that's why he's the narrator. Like, I think all those things make it better than just like your average, oh, it's the king versus the, the bad guy kind of story, which I think, I, th- I think would have been more average if it didn't have that. So not to diametrically oppose what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but You should, I, though. I mean, I, I think it's, 
I would agree with Martin, and I think that just because I do really enjoy the movie, and I think I think that part is crucial. I, I think it's annoying at times, but I don't yeah, think I'll, it's I'll annoying in a way that is bad for the movie. I think it's like it's one of those we kind of alluded to it previously uh, that it's that's actually good that it's annoying. It's an annoying part of like the struggle, and it's exactly why when he rolls up to the battle and the guys are talking are like. They didn't, they didn't come to fight for those guys. They will fight for William Wallace, but he also isn't really necessarily prepared to lead the country right. and be whatever you want to call it, whatever the the role, the title would be, yeah. um, king or whatever. But I think that's another through line that is that ties both of these together is the best person to lead the rebellion or to lead you know the fight against the, the ruling the party is someone who doesn't want to do that. Yeah. It's someone who would much rather like, Hey, this is a job that, yeah, I'm good at, but this is not what I want to be doing. I would rather be at home with yeah. my family, raising kids, farming. Farming. Yeah. yeah they both said it, right? Yeah. Uh, William Wallace was like, when the, when the, the dad asked him, like, do you want peace? He's like, yeah, if I can, if I can, like, but he was thrust into it and st- stood up for the occasion. And, um, you know, same with gladiator, same with, Maximus. Maximus. Northern Owl. What's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, see, that's why subtitles, subtitles helped because I didn't know. Northern Owl. Northern <laughs> oh, it's fine. Um, I really crush an Irish accent lately. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I did, I really appreciate it. I, and I can tell you, I owned the, the CD, uh, the soundtrack to this movie. Um, I loved it. Kevin would actually probably be able to tell you. I think we played it many a times. Um, and it, it is. It is good. It's it's good score. It's just so different too. I think. It, I think that helped. I mean, it's not like anything else I listened to. It's got like that that whole Irish or Scottish fife thing, and maybe right. some bagpipes mixed in somewhere. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Outlaw tunes. Outlaw on tunes. Outlaw pipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things that Brian Cox says that I say all the time, and I I probably wouldn't have even been able to pull that it's from this movie, but. Well, that's something we shall have to remedy, isn't it? Yeah. I say that to my kids. I'll just say anytime someone doesn't know something or something's not, I'm like, well, she'd have to remedy that. Yep. I love that's, it. Uh, that's an all-timer. And then he, yeah, he says it. Again, a, yeah. another, he says it to her, you know, when he wants to teach her language. Yeah. And that's, that's the things, those are the things that I picked up on this time watching it was not only when he's talking to the queen or the princess the first time that, you know, he speaks all the different languages. And they're like, oh, would you rather have it in French or Latin or Italian? And then I also didn't remember, like, he just goes full assassin and just starts killing all the guys that deserted him. Yeah, with the horse. <laughs> rides in on the horse and then <laughs> right. jumps off the turret or whatever. That right. Was, that that might have been an unnecessary scene, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why he, why the horse had to go over, but whatever. Well, fun. and there's something, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, take the note down, but there is something to do with, they do use fake horses in numerous times, but Gibson was adamant that no one can tell when a fake horse was used. Although I thought, I thought except I the one horse. falling <laughs> out of the, the one window, like, yeah, <laughs> like a rigid horse <laughs> that didn't move on the way down to splashing. That into the one boat. seems like the most obvious option. Maybe we're all wrong, though. Maybe <laughs> no way anyone could tell. I swear. <laughs> yeah, but the ba- the battle scenes are all really well. I mean, so he directed it. I mean, there have, you, have, you do have to give some credit, I think, to Mel Gibson's direction. And well, it's just the, the amount of the extras. The Academy did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Academy did. But I will tell you, I, and I said, I pointed out, there were multiple times I noticed continuity errors. And I don't think I did, really. And there were, so this is a, a 
one of the this isn't even a pet peeve so much as just one of those things is it impossible to film like a bloody battle scene without like blood splattering on the camera i know i, I don't like that either i know and it happens all the time and i think sometimes so do you think it's just that they're like this seems too good we're keeping it i don't care if no, the game, or they like a, it there's a thing yeah they like um i've I so there's also like you know it. like the the camera glare thing um, like where you see like the sun spot like move through the camera and it's like circles that they, they used to like do like have a bunch of ways to try to get rid of that because they're like, oh my god, you see it's a lens and then it takes you out of the movie. But now it's like something that people digitally put in because they want that effect. Yeah. So I think the blood splatter is kind of that kind of thing where it, it happened once, whenever it was. The might, first have time. might have been Braveheart. Might have been Braveheart. Might have been well before it, and then it just became a thing where you kind of leave it in and it doesn't take. It, it took me out of it for this one too. I agree. Like I noticed it and I was like. I don't know if I would have left that in. I think I would have taken it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's definitely a prevalent factor. And I do. I've always remembered it being in this. I, there's no way I could tell you that this was the first one. But yeah. it. to your point, it, it doesn't take me out of it per se. But I always notice it. I always will catch like, oh, okay, there's blood on the camera screen, <laughs> the camera lens. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But the battle scenes are are pretty great. Just really seems like everyone should die. It shouldn't be possible to come out of those alive. Anyone lives, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> when we were watching it, Jen was like, how do you not stab one of your own people? Oh, It's yeah. like, it's just sheer chaos out there. Like, you're going to stab one and, of your friends. And truly, just, I mean, are they, do they have Pelotons? Those guys are as conditioned as you could hope to be. They, they should be tired for the run, let alone <laughs> swinging, you know, broadswords around. That was what I loved when the... When the Irish that were fighting for Edward Longshanks came out in the middle and they're all like charging and they just stop. And they're like, hey, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> you doing good? Irish. Good. Yeah. There's all there's all kinds of those. Like, And I'm still somewhat surprised. Like, Even watching it a bunch of times, like I still kind of forget what part comes where. And, and each time, it's still th- it was still thrilling. Like This time, it was still a real thrill to watch. And even though it's probably like the fifth or tenth time I've seen it, um, I'm, I still get a thrill out of and it. And so. sa- I think sound and score go- has a lot to do with that. I, yeah. I, you know, thinking about when the Irishman and the other dude come and join the group and then the other guys you think the irishman's trying to kill him but it turns out it's actually the guy whose wife made him something or whatever right that score and that scene is really perfect to like heighten the tension and to your point i'm watching that. i know exactly how that's how this is turning out but it's like i was almost on the edge of my seat like excited for for the moment and i'd say the same thing about some of the battle scenes i mean i've, I've seen this a ridiculous amount of times, but it's been a while since I've actually watched it, especially all the way through. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was awesome to watch again, we get to the end. So the punishment, you know, the, the cutting of the intestines, which clearly happens off screen. Yeah. Um, that seems bad, but the, the rack, I've always felt like, you know, in those early morning stretches, that <laughs> I kind of feel kind of good. I kind of want the rack. <laughs> Getting pulled by a pony. Get me to right just that peak moment of like everything. I think it's past that moment. I think they're ripping joints out of. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think there's a middle ground. <laughs> just a good stretch. I mean, it... there's a sweet spot in there. Then it's just like this is exactly what I need every day. And, well, and you mentioned cutting intestines. Is that what they do? Is yeah. that what they did? They or do they just? I thought they maybe castrated him. No, they cut yeah. his open cut and belly they pulled and out. Pulled yeah. him out. And I did see like there was a Gibson said there's a there is a four hour version of the film that he would be interested in reassembling if both Paramount and Fox were interested because they were forced to cut it down. Um, they cut a ton of it was NC seventeen initially 
just based off all the gore and everything yeah. they had, and they had to cut it down to get to R. Well, I think he took all that footage and put it into the passion. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jelani's excited for the four-hour Gibson cut, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I watch. would definitely watch the four-hour Gibson cut. I mean, I would, but I don't think I would. I don't, I don't think it would gore. be made any better. No, probably not. Because like, it was, like I'm saying, it's pretty good. They're, right. Right now, it's cut down to pretty good length. and I'll get to it right after I watch the four-hour Planes and Trains and Automobiles <laughs> cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to bring up some casting action. There you go. Well, Gibson, he initially turned it down because he thought he was too old. Oh, really? Yeah. And they would only, Paramount would only finance it if he was in the lead. So he finally agreed. He does, he does seem, I feel like he plays younger in this than he probably was at the time. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Like, he, he doesn't look old like an old man at all. Um, Maybe it's the, the long hair wig or whatever it is. Sir Sean Connery turned down uh, Longshanks so he could film Just Cause. <laughs> seen that movie um samuel l uh or fishburn i think it's fishburn, fishburn. Yeah. i can't remember it's i feel like i've definitely it seen it i yeah. couldn't tell you much about it anyway i um yeah i i, thought, I think long was pretty i good. thought he was good yeah because yeah. i've never seen him before in anything and he definitely just has that he's evil he's he just has that evil yeah. persona and he played it also well the the part that scene that makes me laugh in and i have a bunch of them that uh, in movies throughout that like makes me laugh that probably shouldn't is when he throws that guy out the window. He's like, "Who's this guy talking to me?" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, let me hear your uh, let me hear your strategies." And it just tosses him. Oh my well, god! Well, and it's his laugh son's every time. Yeah, boyfriend, right? Or, yeah, it's his yeah. son's lover. <laughs> and the son, t- yeah, taking out the knife trying to stab. I just I don't know. It shouldn't be funny, but it is to me. No, it's I it wholeheartedly was, yeah. agree. <laughs> I agree. Daniel Day Lewis, Liam Neeson. Christopher Lambert, Jeff Bridges, and Robin Williams were all considered at one time for William Wallace. And Did you say Robin Williams? Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, you know, we're talking 95. Because he could do, probably do the accent really well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Mel Gibson wanted Jason Patrick to play William Wallace. Uh, would have changed his career, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That would have been a really good move for him, man. Yeah, he doesn't end up doing speed, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably could have been, been good in that. I don't know, but... Uh, for they probably got it right. In, yeah, I think the, I think the they got it run. right. But I, I don't know that I that any of those other the guys that you mentioned, they all they all sounded like fair fair options. And I think in the rack scene, Mel Gibson actually uh hung himself and knocked himself unconscious in the in the final punishment scene. He woke up to people all standing over the top of him. Wow. Dedication to your craft. Very meta. Going going <laughs> meta. method. Meta yeah, method. Yeah. Method. Yeah. That's that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> well that you know, that's what Daniel Day-Lewis would have done. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He'd be like, is there a way I could have my intestines filled without actually doing that? <laughs> nope. Okay, then I'll just do it. <laughs> Sew me back. I've done it every weekend the last, last month. I'm ready. Um, it's an all-timer for me. I, I, it's definitely not my favorite movie, I, I don't think, but it's, it'll always be one of my favorite movies. I, and it, it's hard to say a three-hour movie is like watchable at any time, but I... I, I I'm with you. It's like, are you going to dive in or not? But man, I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. And I think you can jump in at it a lot. It's, assuming you've seen it, you can jump in, you know, anytime you want. I'm probably the same way. It's not, it's not one of my favorite movies. I, I never like think about it to put it on my list because it's just not, um, but I always enjoy it. It's probably my favorite. If I had to pick an epic, you know, Spartacus, Ben-Hur, old ones that you guys will never watch. Garbage. <laughs> right. Um, but in, in that vein um, of epics, uh, I think this is probably probably in right up there at the top. Well, one that is definitely an epic and 
probably higher on my list, is Gladiator from 2000. A general is banished and enslaved and forced to fight for his freedom. So you like this one better? I do. And I think part of this was, A, I came to it when I was older. Um, Obviously. and Right, because... Five years older? <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing this in the theater. remember going with a bunch of buddies. And from the very first, Unleash Hell. That's Yeah. So that line to me is always like... It's not the one that everyone knows from this movie, but that one to me is one of the... I agree with you. I think we saw this like twice in the theater, and it was like, on my signal, only shell. And it's so early, and it's just like so boom. Yeah, I think this one, I mentioned in Braveheart that they take their time, and it doesn't feel like it drags, but this one does not waste any time. It goes right from the beginning. They're in a huge battle, and then it feels like it feels like uh, Richard Harris, Marcus Aurelius dies right away. Like everything yeah. just sets into motion right away, and it really doesn't relent. So it is uh, even more thrilling in like in a different way. I just think yeah. it's different. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have to compare the two. But I would say watching them back to back, I found myself I think liking Gladiator more, which I would say is a surprise, knowing I've seen them both numerous times. But as you know, I think just the quality, picture quality, of Braveheart automatically just moved <laughs> that, it down that, for that, me. That, yeah, it, just, for it you, stood yeah. no chance really. No, it it isn't just that. I I just I think I enjoyed, and I actually watched. It wasn't the director. It was like the extended cut. It was on the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it was legitimately like ten minutes longer. It wasn't, but it outright said this is not the director's cut. Um, Ridley Scott said it in the beginning. He's like Ridley Scott loves to have lots of different versions, <laughs> yeah. as we know, talking about uh, Blade, Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, right. there's like five or six of those. Yeah. So so this was two really long movies back to back, which. Uh, I actually had thought I might break them up and watch at least one of them over the course of two nights, and I didn't. I just suffered the consequences the next day. Yeah, I this one, to your point, right out of the gate, it just it's so good. There was yeah. like no stop. There was no way I was stopping. Yeah, no, it's really hard, really hard to find a break. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. So we've seen it. My brother-in-law. This is probably his favorite movie. He had gone and seen it like. 10, 15 times in the theater, he's like, I would go and sit in the back row and just like recite it line for I line. Wanna, I want to call bullshit on that. 10, 15 times in the theater? In the theater. Wow. That's insanity. It's a like, lot of money. Legit. I think. <laughs> by definition. <laughs> um, the same thing. But yeah, it's just, again, it's one of those things that, in for me, I think part of it was, I think this might have been one of the first movies that I watched with a more critical eye. It's an epic story and then you know in high school you learn about epic poems and like the hero's journey and all this stuff and yeah. that's how i think you actually come to this movie and you can see it played out right instead of reading like the iliad and the odyssey and stuff like that like you actually see it like you know you're going from the highest of highs drop down all the way to the bottom and then he works his way back up yep and that you know it's played out on screen so then you can be like okay i see like the arcs i see where the threats are coming from i see you know more of just not just watching it for the action, not just watching it for a big blockbuster movie, but watching it to like see how the story develops and how they portray that. And so that's why I think this one holds a little bit more uh, weight with me. Totally. It's because that's, I, you know, started watching it, watching it more critically. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's another example of, well, not maybe not another example, but we, you know, we did want to talk about the Academy Awards are coming up and, and this is another time where an epic movie won one best picture, and I and I think twelve for, nominations for this one. Yeah, twelve nominations and for this one. Five wins as well, both. A, f- a few years before you, you had Titanic win. Obviously, we had we had Braveheart win five years before this one. Um, but I just feel like now, where 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 are these movies? Why aren't they being made they're, at all? They're There's Marvel. Like, 
they're, that's what it's morphed into. And then they're into. not winning. Yeah, it's, right. it's morphed into because the they're a comic movie. book movie. Yeah. Or, and then yeah. then because of that, it's not considered on the same level. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I just think there's a really big hole for an original story done th- that's not a a. And you know, we've talked about this a couple times. I love the superhero movies. I'm fine for what they are. I'm good with the you know the big budget. Um, and those are like the tentpole movies that keep studios afloat. But I feel like we still need something like like Gladiator. And I think part of that, and there's, it's interesting. I think you talked about it with Braveheart or earlier in the uh, in the episode that like Gladiator might have been easier to get a, approved because of Braveheart. I still I would question if they still just won't sign off on the budget needed to make a blockbuster like this because it's still crazy. They will probably still make a ton of money, but there's, it hasn't been without the flops. Like Troy tried to be yeah. gladiator shortly after. And then there's numerous other movies that probably yeah, you're right. didn't get there. Yeah. You're not wrong. They were, I don't, I don't even seen, actually, I think I have seen Troy, but I definitely saw Troy's prep. Yeah, it was in it. Right, yeah. I was like, obviously I have to watch it, but um, as Achilles, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, I, th- I think that's probably it. Like it, it I think, it, it swings right over right. over time. So twenty years later, you need the story. Yeah. You frankly, just need yeah, you need the a good story. story. So I I wanted to just because I did on the other one. So this one, best picture. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with it. Over Chocolat, great movie. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, also good movie. Also good movie. Brockovich. Brockovich, Aaron Brockovich, yeah, so good. Was there a different one? Yeah, it's just like a sh- I don't Sorry. know why. I don't Sean know why Brockovich, actually, <laughs> <laughs> so close. Yeah, I <laughs> Traffic. It was the other one. Which, Wait, what's Travis? Tra- uh, Benicio, Michael Douglas, he drug cartel. It's oh, yeah, uh, Eric Soderberg. Soderberg, yeah, Soderberg. Or, yeah. And you might be right. I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, DEA and the drug cartel. Well, actually, so Soderberg won Best Director over Ridley Scott. With with didn't he do Brian Brockovich too though? Who, yes. who directed that? Soderbergh was there for both. Wow, that's what a good year. He's one of my favorite directors. And... Yeah, we should probably Soderbergh an episode. Yeah, let's um, do that. So yeah, traffic. He had traffic and Brockovich in the state. He was up for both. Um, and then oh, which beat really Scott in this? Traffic needs a rewatch for me because I I own that one. I remember I had liking that one it, too. And I don't remember anything about it. Right I, now. I I I liked it enough to own it, but that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> oh, the drugs are. Thing. Yeah, okay, I remember. I, I wasn't that great. I feel like we just said drug cartel, but no big deal. Um, Czar. Where uh, I thought was interesting was Crow winning Best Actor over Jeffrey Rush in Quills. <laughs> I, did anyone see that? No, I actually. <laughs> you did. Didn't no, you? I did okay. not. Okay, because you were the chance. It. I know. I yeah, I know the movie. I remember being like, oh. uh, uh, Ed Harris and Pollock. I've seen that. I didn't see it, but I remember Jackson him. Pollock. I'm familiar. Um, just because I didn't see again, it. again, Sean I, Pollock. <laughs> Splatter painter, um, Javier Bardem in Before Night Falls, which I feel like might have been him on the map. Yeah, it did. Um, he didn't. Yeah, he he didn't win because right, Cameron uh, Crow won. Tom Hanks in Castaway and Crow yeah. won. I I'll be honest. I liked this movie. I don't know that he was better than Tom Hanks. Yeah, I by himself in a movie. I don't know. But I'll say that. But it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Um, and the reason I point that out is I'm per- this movie put Russell Crowe on the map. See, for me, um, not on the map. Yeah. He was he'd been in stuff, but this put him in, yeah, like leading man type stuff, and that's why I wanted to do our second round. Oh, okay. Let me not go there. I almost <laughs> went to the IMDb top four Ooh. for Russell Crowe. Jelani, you can go first, so Martin can keep cheating. <laughs> he really wants it. to go four for four. <laughs> All right, so Gladiators one. I'm gonna go State of Play two. There's one where he's he's like a. 
senator or something. I'm I'm going to be failing on this one. Isn't there one with Leo? Is that the insider you're thinking of? Maybe it's the insider. I think so. Yeah, that's okay. what I kept thinking Inside Man was. When you guys were like, Inside Man's so good. I'm like, the insider with Russell Crowe is not that good. Yeah. All right, we'll go We'll go the insider, and then I need a third or a fourth. I, I got nothing on him. Now you're making me lose what I – definitely Gladiator. Um, LA Confidential is what I think, for me, yeah. put, him on the, put him on the map. Which was definitely a couple of years before this. Yeah, Curtis Hansen read the book. 95. Obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, the there was something where he was he was like – I can't think of the name of the, uh, but he was like a like a digital something. It was like a computer thing. No, I know what you're thinking of, but it's not going to be in it's, it's virtuosity. It's virtuosity. Thank you. That was <laughs> let that him was it. Let, trust, let him trust his gut. <laughs> yeah, let me go with virtuosity. La Confidential, Gladiator, and I'm I'm gonna kick myself because I I have another one that I'm thinking of, but uh, I'll just go with State, state of Play because that was a good one. First him. of all, I love that you guys put State of Play in there because I. So good. So good. Yeah. The show was um, even better. Also, secondly, abysmal attempt on your guys' part. <laughs> you guys, a beautiful mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, other, the other one that the won other best good one. You're right. He, yeah. um, so, Gladiator, beautiful mind. LA Confidential. Yes. This is, I, this is why exactly why I hesitated on put yep. him on the map. Yes. He was in that. That actually put him on the map. Yeah. Right. Def would almost certainly have got him gladiator or at least contributed to and um a movie that i will never watch uh les mis that he yeah, yeah he sings it, in it yeah apparently <laughs> terribly right i think who cares <laughs> have you ever seen les mis i want nothing to do with it <laughs> not a musical fan all right neither am i no we talked about this with jackman yeah, jackman's yeah. in it i he's assume he's too, singing yeah, yeah. yeah he sings okay singing. but russell crowe sings really poorly so yeah so he they put that in there as his uh I mean, you, you could have went with like mm, Snyder is. cut, so he was Jor El's voice. As if you, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a, yeah, he's and in he's Batman, yeah. Super, yeah. Batman. V um, so I, I got two. Yeah, you got two. I I should've was waiting. A beautiful mind. Beautiful yeah. mind is. Pro- I would say borderline the most yeah, obvious outside of Gladiator. That's um, nonsense on my part. Sorry right. about that. So, but I thought I actually was thrilled with you guys saying State of Play because I I enjoy that movie and show. Um, actually, I was trying to think well. of virtuosity the whole time. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Some other hits: Three Ten to Yuma, Cinderella Man, Proof of Life, Insider. Yeah. So, nonetheless, uh, Mystery Alaska. I guess he was in that. Yeah, it. that was a year before uh, Gladiator. But I digress. As I do. Do we need to talk about Ridley Scott being amazing in general? I love Ridley Scott. We've talked yeah. about him. Obviously, we talked about him with uh, with Blade Runner with Blade early. Runner. Um, but eight, you know, Alien. What we actually did, we did his top four, actually, I think, the yeah. one we did that, that movie. Yeah. What else do you guys love by him? And is, what, is this his brother, Tony Scott? Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ridley Scott. I like his, his sci-fi stuff, but then being able to do this as well is, is great. And, the, and then, again, shout out to my man, Hans Zimmer, on the score. <laughs> Your man is right. <laughs> I love Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> I don't think in his life, every score is amazing, right? Martian. And we'll yep. do we'll we'll definitely yes. do that at Love some it. point because I that yep. just absolutely fantastic. Read that book too. So before Gladiator, I was trying to see. So he also does Black Hawk Down the next year, and I am mm. just a, I love Black Hawk Down. I think that is fantastic. I that's need to rewatch. That's another one that's like you look through the cast and you're like, whoa, you yes. were in this? That's, you were in this? That's a you can connect actors. By by that, that's a good bridge to get people from one to another. I think you guys like like the epics, Jack Ryan, <laughs> the Jack Ryan, Black Hawk Down, like maybe war soldier movies more than I do. I think 
I mean, anything with Josh Hartney, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Harbor, yeah. Bring it. Yikes. Um, yeah, I mean, Hollywood Hart- Homicide. Hartnett's in it. Uh, it also brought us Banna. This Banna. is like this is what Great. put Banna, yeah, on, was Banna on, the on the map. G.I. Jane was right before it for uh, Ridley. I actually didn't know he did that. But uh, I was just trying to think because it's weird. Before Gladiator, G.I. Jane's 97. I mean, Thelma Louise is 91. Like, in between that's some stuff, but nothing. Nothing would make you think this guy. Like, I, I don't know what he did for seven years, but well, Thelma Louise was a big movie at the time. Yeah, and he followed it up with nothing. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but anyway, it uh, he's awesome. He's got a ton of of amazing movies under his uh, in his library, but. But yeah, the other actors. Um, if he didn't face talk- Soderbergh t- times two, he yeah. might have stood a chance <laughs> right. to uh, to win an Oscar. Yeah, he was probably overdue. Um, Soderbergh was probably overdue to win. Um, Joaquin, so good in this, right? So good as such the most annoying character so, I've ever yeah. seen. Sniveling is the top, only word I think I got for him. Top five most hateable character on screen ever? Probably. Yeah. yeah, I think so. This is almost what comes to mind when I think of, and I, so I said this to you a couple of weeks ago, Jelani, uh, I don't remember what movie we exactly we were talking about and you, you didn't like him. And I was like, that to me is a good sign. Yeah. And yeah. this is always what Leo I think Beebe. of. You, yep. It yeah. was Leo Beebe. Right. <laughs> I was like, you absolutely hate Joaquin in this movie. And that's how, you know, he crushed it. Yes. Every, every time he came on screen, it was just like, Oh, dad didn't love me. Dad wouldn't give me a hug. And I feel like in a, in a less, in less capable hands, it could have come off as it could have ruined the movie. Yeah. But I think in it, the way he played it and just the way his, his face looks, I don't know if that makes sense. No, he's got a punchable face. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like the way he looked like he was like an emo kid with eyeliner or something like something about it just all just kind of worked. Uh, maybe well, this, maybe this time I watched it, I might've felt a little bit because I knew everything that was coming that maybe I felt a little bit like it might've been over the top, but I still, I still thought it was, good. you knew. I really so well. I felt like you kind of got the vibe before that, but you know, when he rolls up in the beginning and he's like, did I miss it? Did yeah, I miss it? And right. like, you're Such like, like a little bitch. Hate this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Keep that up. You keep that hatred up throughout. So and I was, gets worse. I was curious. And this is why I pulled this stuff up to begin with. So I was curious who we lost to. Cause he was nominated for best supporting actor. And I mean, like I legit, I, to me, he should have probably won. Yeah, I think they he, may have just thought it was like too much, too too early for him in his career. You know, because which is how they know, do. They're Stupid. super fair. Yeah, he lost to. Well, he didn't lose to. Also nominated, Albert Finney, our boy. Yeah, Aaron um, Brockovich. And, no, he did not. Oh, he win. didn't win. Damn. And Aaron Brockovich. I've oh, actually never win. seen Aaron Brockovich, so I don't. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. I did see Sean Brockovich. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> Just all right. <laughs> which wait? Which probably Aaron? <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe in Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. Jeff Bridges in The Contender, and the winner, Benicio del Toro in Traffic. Traffic. And man, I I'll be interested to rewatch Traffic just to see that. I remember because he was the cop. I re- I remember him in it. No, I don't I remember, remember him, him being so good. And I remember I've never forgotten how good Joaquin is in this movie. Right. Yeah. And so to me that. That's what that's what I'm using. Like I've I've seen traffic numerous times. I've never I've never been like oh traffic. Benicio del Toro is amazing no, in that movie. Yeah, I, I do remember love loving Benicio del Toro at the time. But yeah, you're probably right. I think it probably should have went to went to Joaquin. So in the extended version, did you guys see the scene where he finds the two guards that were supposed to kill Maximus? I saw this. Who in, finds them? Uh, so Commodus and 
his general find in Phoenix and the general and the general they find him and they tie him up and they're like oh yeah when he stands between them and he stands between yeah. them like that scene I you know obviously it wasn't in I the think original. it should have been in the movie it should have been because it shows it sh- it just shows you how ruthless he is he, and when, like, right when he finds out that they they had told him that he died and they he comes back and he finds out obviously that he's alive the dudes are tied up to a stakes and. Archers, squad. Set, fire, there you go. Thank you. Firing squad. And he stands in between them with like hands on both shoulders and tells them, then they shoot yeah. and they get shot. And he even reacts with like a jump, yeah. which is like, I feel, I felt to me, honest, I felt like that was such a crucial, important, like real moment. Yeah. And yeah, it's awesome. It's super, I don't know why they cut it out. I don't either. Cause it was like, yeah, he, he basically goes to his general. And he's like, well, if you don't know what they know, then how are you in charge? And if I don't know what you know, how am I in charge? And he goes, so I have to like I have to always know what's going on. You have to always know what's going on. You didn't know this happened, so now give the order to end these guys' lives, like because they failed their jobs. And he stands in between like the archers, and he had told the archers to like knock their arrows and pull them back. So they're like sitting there struggling not to let go. That was go. a great touch. They're all and like, like, you're seeing fingers like twitching because the guys have <laughs> held this thing for like, they're holding and holding and holding. And he's just walking around talking like, I don't care how long you have In to hold this. In the firing this. line too. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's pretty awesome. So he spares, it's Quintus that's in the middle. It's the general that's Quintus, in the middle. No, Quintus is off to the side. He's off oh. to the side, but he's, he's standing in the he's middle. He's talking to Quintus. Joaquin's though. standing in yeah. the middle. But he's talking to Quintus the whole time, and the, these guys are holding arrows, just waiting. And he's talking to Quintus, and then he's like, "Give the order." Yeah, okay. And then he finally does, and has to kill his own guys, and it's really good. It's it. I wholeheartedly agree with you. That should have been in the movie. Yeah, to make it whatever two more minutes longer. Right. What they should have cut out is the content, the famous continuity error in this. Have you guys seen it? I, or, or I guess it's not a continuity error, but it's a. There's a there's a scene very blatantly where one of the chariots flips over and you see like the helium tank or whatever like hydraulic tank that like is meant to shoots it up in the air like yeah. it's uncovered by a blanket and you just see it plain as day it's huge on the screen. There was there was a there was a there was a continuity error in the first battle when they are right when it's getting started they show the barbarians are all like like kind of like chanting like bring it on and there's already arrows all in the ground in front of them but nothing's happened yet and like then the arrows like then they shoot it's like there's arrows everywhere like clearly they uh intercut some scenes yeah Yeah. which i feel like it's almost impossible to avoid but when you're doing so like there's so much that has to go into those but at the same time it's like oh man you know like i don't know seemed pretty obvious at the same time i saw something where by the way that barbarian or that first battle there was like this wooded area that they were Literally, you can kind of tell a bunch of trees have been cleared out, and Ridley like kind of like got it on the on the cheap because they wanted to use this like cleared out area, and they're like, yeah, no, we'll take that, we'll take that for our uh, for our scene, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but Joaquin is on a crazy level of diabolical, like menacing, and I sniveling, annoying, gross, yeah. creepy. Sleazy. Other virtues too. But he his uh <laughs> Am I Not Merciful uh yeah. line was ad libbed. Oh really? Yeah. And uh Connie Nielsen was her like her reaction was real because when he yelled it at right, her the because, second time, yeah. And it's awesome. Okay. Like fantastic. You watching that, I'm just I was just like so engrossed in the uh, in the scene. Can we talk I need to talk We can to, no matter what you're gonna say next, we can to Connie Nielsen's agents. Like 
You guys got to oh, start reading these scripts. Actually, like, then, then no. Actually, it's the answer. <laughs> Talk they, about devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, exactly. Like she's always well. got a, basics. A, a brother, a brother that's trying to get with her. Right. I'm like, yeah, another incestuous relationship. Yeah. Like, you guys want to read the whole script before you give me these roles? Uh, I think everyone's signing up for Gladiator. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> she, I th- she was good. She yeah, was. She, she was I thought good. she was. Uh, she was pretty solid in it. And you talk about talking to her agent. She's. I feel like just not quite in enough. I. I, I like Connie Nielsen. Yeah, she could be in more things. Yeah. I mean, she's been in the the Wonder Woman and Justice League stuff. She's. Uh, she's the, the mom. mom she's, of, yeah, Hippolyta. Yeah, Hippolyta. 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 <laughs> That's five ways of saying that word that I didn't think we would ever get. Hippolyta. <laughs> wow, six. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think she's been doing that two Wonder Woman, Woman movies and Justice League. But she was on SVU for a while. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. I enjoyed her. Uh, I thought she obviously had plenty to deal with with uh, her brother. But yeah, Joaquin was a, a huge success from this movie and obviously i think vaulted him as well to another level in, in terms of uh being a bankable star yeah and went on to obviously win his to do, own do great things yeah, yeah after and this. continues i mean I, I think you put him in anything as as, yeah. as it's shown he's uh he's amazing he's yeah, one I of the best actors alive absolutely yeah hands down spencer treat clark <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to juxtapose <laughs> Best Actor Alive with the, the little kid. <laughs> Who did very little. Yeah. He was in, in this the, movie and in, and in anything after. I was going to say, yeah, he was in the, uh, he was in Unbreakable. He's the son. Yeah. That's, I, that, I remember, remember, remember yeah. him as that. No, I actually was going to bring up Oliver Reed. Yeah. I thought I, Proximo. Proximo. So good. This, this viewing, even more, I, 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 I like really paid more attention to him because. I've seen it so many times that it's like I could, I could focus in on a different character than I did before, and I I loved everything about um, his acting in this. So did you? You could tell when it was not him. Uh, no, he died during filming. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. So what did they do? I didn't hear exactly how they did it, but yeah, there's oh, there's his, his brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he used his brother, and it's not double. Uh, Paul used, Walker, ironically, they uh, used uh, Liam Liam Reed, <laughs> not Chris. Chris it, was Reed. it was Sean. Sean. Reed. I was gonna say, go Sean, if anything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he died three weeks before the. He did look Tanner at one point? <laughs> I don't know. There was a clause that allowed them to reshoot all of his scenes with another actor at the insurer's expense, um, so which was about twenty five million. But most of the actors and crew were exhausted from the schedule, according to Ridley Scott, and he didn't want to cut Reed because he thought Reed was awesome in the movie. Um, and so the script was rewritten, and a body double and CGI were used to give his oh. character plausible resolution. And they shot this movie mostly sequentially, so it was later in the movie. There is a moment later; it's his face really close up, like talking to uh, Maximus. To Maximus, and you get his. There's just a little bit. Yeah, it's 2000, so CG. Yeah. I probably wasn't. But you, good. but it, it's it's good. It's yeah, still it pretty, pretty good. good. I didn't notice. But it, uh, if yeah, when you know, and I didn't know actually when where it happened in the movie, but you can, you're like, uh, his eyes look pretty blue, and it's kind of actually Paul Walker esque. Yeah, I think I, was I said say, the same not, thing. Not quite as good as Brian. Yeah, in, but uh, uh, Fast, Fast Seven. Which one is it? Fast Seven. Seven. Yeah. But unlike that, they did kill him in the movie. So. <laughs> But he was—he's fantastic in this thing yep. throughout, and obviously a, a, I think a cool 
arc to the story that there's a former someone who's fought the Coliseum and yep. obviously and knows Marcus Aurelius. And so I thought that was such a, a neat little angle to that. I agree. But I didn't know this guy. Sorry. No, me neither. I looked him up and he's got a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. Like but I thought I recognized him from something, but I I couldn't really place like what it was. And apparently I think him and uh, he like hated Russell Crowe. Crow. <laughs> they like hated him. I, I hear he's not a not a pleasant person. So Yeah, I mean I just assume Talk everyone about. sucks, but <laughs> So like I don't uh, know quite the quite the problematic uh, guy as uh, Mel Gibson probably not quite there but I, I think he's got his own in maybe issues. just different ways yeah in different ways yeah. <laughs> to be fair to everyone involved yeah so you can't just pigeonhole all Australians <laughs> yeah right uh, but the part about that though was uh, the rewrite that was mentioned initially Maximus was fo- supposed to fight Proximo not Joaquin not Commodus the the punishment was that he had to fight Proximo in that was the final battle. But they rewrote it all because there was no Proximo to fight. To fight. And I, I don't, I, I don't know, know that I they didn't end up for the better. But that was the seems seems like this was the natural resolution. Although it, it was watching it this time, knowing how it ends, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. You probably should have taken a couple another right. a couple punctures to his lungs well, or whatever. Well, you and did. he's like, I say, his only fighting they they kind of foreshadowed in the beginning. But it was all scripted. Yeah, he yeah, could yeah. do what he needed. Right, no to one do. was going to take him down. He doesn't have any battle experience. Right, he knew exactly where. As long as you tell me where I'm going, I'll I'll hit every sword necessary. Yeah. But now you're fighting a guy who knows what he's talking about. Which, by the way, I kind of felt like for as revered as as Maximus was, when the men were told to go take him out and kill him, they're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like those weren't those his men that he was going to be. He yeah, knew him by name. I know we're, we we can't we can't go into those things because you'll find a couple of the yeah. uh, that kind of stuff that that doesn't necessarily make sense for the movie. But you just got to go with the story. And you're like, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, we're gonna smuggle you out of here. We're not gonna yeah. like just go kill you. They told yeah. us to kill you. But that but, actually is a cool. That's like the uh, the frost. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes the blade sticks. <laughs> Take care, of, take care of my wife and child. They'll meet you in the afterlife. No! <laughs> it's like just, that's what I'm saying. Like it all happened very fast, right? Like there's no, there was no negotiation there. It was all like, you, uh, like you're saying that he just turned on him and that yeah. was it, and then it was over. And yeah, I seeing a kid get knocked down by the horse. I've always remembered it being not something I want to see, and it's just like it's it could be worse, I guess. Like they just kind of show it, but right. it's like that's so fierce. But and, yeah, there's a both these movies have like some of those those heartbreaking things, right? Yeah. Like the people die like just when he comes back from the or looks for um her in the grove, his girl uh Murin Maybe in the, in grove. the grove. Yeah, and then he's uh, he's there, he's looking for her, she's not there, and then he goes back and finds her. This one, yeah, when he goes to see his wife and kid hanging and charred. Yeah, snotty. And then I mean yeah, Joaquin saying, like, I heard that oh, your son yeah. like just totally goading him with the with the best stuff you could say. That adds to or the worst his hateability. Stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's exactly what he would do too, because it's just in, in that in that character. So yeah, it's good. All of that makes it more satisfying when, at the end, when everybody goes out to pick up Maximus and they carry him off and they just leave Joaquin leave laying in the, <laughs> in the Coliseum. Safe. At least kick him or make me feel like you got you care that's, at all. That's the part that I, I surprisingly got emotional on when they said, who will help me carry him? Yeah. And, and then... Uh, they all, everyone just went over there and they helped pick him up. I was like, oh man, that was a, well, that, that was, was a when good, really Quintus finally, yeah, like, where were I mean, you before, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> again, that the movie wouldn't wouldn't occur if it didn't happen the way it did. But yeah, uh, so fun fact: the the wife, uh, Maximus, his wife in the movie, that actress, yeah. who was that? Well, that 
eventually became Ridley Scott's wife. Oh, wow. That's why you cast her. Okay, good job, Ridley. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very well. You got impre- to impress when you can, you know? Like, hey, how about I put you in my movie, babe? I got an idea. Hear me out. <laughs> you don't get to say anything. No, you just get to look. But, yeah, she did what she needed to do. You know who was offered the lead role but turned it down because he, uh, he felt he was too old? Javier Bardem. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like I set that up perfectly. (laughs) Maybe I should have let you finish. (laughs) Martin's over here taking deep swings. I'm like, it's a T-ball, buddy. (laughs) I was going... I don't know. I was looking for another Spaniard. Man, I felt like like Long Con. That was just right there. Ruined it. Um, Yeah. No, Gibson, can you... I mean, and you know, you're five years after. I I I think you probably could have done it. I think he probably could have done it as well. I think they probably benefited by doing what they did. Yeah. Because, again, for, in my mind, this was already Braveheart Part 2. So if you put all Mel Gibson you in it, You talk about like taking more. away from... like It would it have taken away a little bit to have him go through the motions again. But yeah. I, thinking back to that point, though, I do think... It's like 20 years ago. I was like, yeah, they, they probably just didn't think other people could do it. You know, it's like, and you're putting this in Russell Crowe, who really hadn't... It's like... Studios aren't very amazing. hundred million dollars to trust someone who's never yeah. done it to carry a movie like this. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like if it doesn't work, but but you also can turn someone into a star at the yeah. same time. And why um why did they call him a Spaniard? I didn't. I still don't fully get it. I don't. Did they pick him up from Spain, or is it just like so a off, I think off-handed he actually, comment? Like, no, oh, and this one's a Spaniard. I think he lived in. I think that's where they found yeah. him. Where his house was in Spain. Okay. So the Roman Empire that, though, was everywhere. Right. right. That's what Jen and I were talking about. And we asked the same question last night. And we were like, yeah, well, the Roman Empire spanned what they said, you know, all the way to the southern tips of England. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he probably, that villa was probably in Spain, the south of Spain somewhere. And so, you know, that's Got where it. he was from. That's that's kind of what I figured. But I didn't know if it was just, <laughs> it's just as funny that they, you know, kept saying it because one guy said it offhand. Like, oh, he's yeah. a Spaniard. The other casting, so Hugh Jackman was considered for Maximus. That would work. Jude Law was considered for Commodus. That would have worked. Mm. Good actor, but I, I don't think anyone else can could have played Joaquin. No, like he wouldn't, he did. wouldn't. He wouldn't have played it the same way. But but he's, he's got I can some see sniveling Jude. Yeah, in him. Yeah, he he could be sniveling. <laughs> yeah, <he> could be. <laughs> British. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's what you're saying, right? Okay. Probably. Yeah. Just making. I'm sure I'm. Uh, Antonio Banderas was considered for Maximus. Spaniard. J Lo. Auditioned for uh, Lucilla. Richard Harris was considered for Proximo. I like Richard Harris. Love Richard Rup. Harris. I mean, he was, yeah. he, he, too soon. God, like, God well, too soon. In this movie, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, not, but he, he lived a good he life. He was the original Dumbledore, Dumbledore too, right? right? Yeah. yeah. In the for, first movie only. Was it just one or was it one and two? I couldn't remember. I remember it being early. Yeah. I know I know. he made it to one of them. and then I'm pretty sure it was just the first one. Yeah. And I'm, then it was replaced by who? What's his name? I don't know. Oh, wait, no. He is in Chamber of Secrets, too. You're right, too. Okay. I thought it was more than one, but I'd, I would have believed whatever needed. And Jaiman Hunsu. Again. Jaiman, for sure. He's really good as... What's his name? Uh, Juba. Juba. I know you know that, but I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, obviously, come off of Amistad, so you know, he right. had some... You know, be able to choose a couple of roles for himself. But Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan again, Cicero. <laughs> um, but you mentioned Amistad. That was um, written by the same guy who wrote who wrote Gladiator. So, like, I think that's probably where he he may have um, brought it over. Liked him, yeah. Brought him through, yep. yeah. 
Um, yeah, and then Tommy Flanagan, the another through line from the movie coming back. Cicero being the, the re- right hand man. I remember seeing him when this came out, and it was like, dude, that's the guy from Gla- from Braveheart, <laughs> who didn't know who that was at the time. And I mean, he's, he's like I said, he's done some stuff. He's been in, I think he was in uh, Sons of Anarchy. I'd never watched that show, but I believe he was uh, he was in that. And then also, like I said, he's been in a bunch of shows. He actually has a show coming out in uh, base of Chicago coming up. That was my angle when I approached him. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting, Tommy. So after we Unless wa- we add an interview later, in which case you'll know that I succeeded. <laughs> the other um, Dumbledore was Michael Gambone. Gambone! Who we saw, yeah, who we, uh, we saw in um, Layer Cake. Layer Cake, that's right. Uh, which was one of our bar- bargain bins uh, from yeah, a little while ago. The so. first, was it the first bargain bin? I think it might have been. It might have been. Yeah. I, think I remember. Was. That was uh, on the heels of Ryan Johnson's movie, uh, Knives Out. Knives Out, Knives Out. that's yeah. right. Yep. Two phenomenal movies. This was as good a homework as I, I like to say as yeah. we've had to uh, uh not without a, a good time commitment for sure, but I man to tur- to watch these two movies in the course of a couple of days uh was was very enjoyable and I was uh I was very happy that we got to uh got to dive in, so. Yeah. Again, I'm a big fan of Gladiator. I enjoyed watching Bla- Braveheart again. Um it it's not as good as I think everybody makes it out to be, in my opinion, but um, still a good movie. I'm sorry you just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time. 25 years later. Yeah. Sorry, the hype the was hype, built up. The hype's been time. built up too much. <laughs> and cheers to 50, guys. Right. Yeah, 50 episodes. I don't know that... I Well, I definitely wasn't thinking this far down the road at the time. I wasn't... for any reason but uh, you know we've had a lot of fun doing it so yeah so much fun thanks to everyone that listens to uh especially if you heard all 50 you uh you deserve something <laughs> a dad fashioned probably <laughs> at some point um when it's socially acceptable yeah well as always thanks for listening please subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're currently enjoying this podcast you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at our o-u-r film fathers thanks and go to bed unite us unite the clans